Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And in today's show, we're talking to superstar DJ, music producer, nightclub producer and former record store owner, Russell Stainer. Russell started his music journey in Brighton in the 1980s as a DJ and then opened a record store just so he could have access to all the latest music. He went on to manage and produce some of the biggest nightclub nights in the area before taking the advice from a friend, packing up most of his vinyl collection into boxes and heading out to Thailand with a few years in Samui before finally coming to Phuket. Enjoy the show! Welcome to the podcast. That's it. Done. Oh, we're on. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, okay, cool. Brilliant. Thank, thank you for joining us on the, on the podcast. Uh, Russell. Yes. DJ, no. no see, now <laughs> we, should have, we should have put down rules, is, shouldn't we? This is, like, is going to be like an airplane, mate. Roger, Roger. Over, over. <laughs> can't you just go with your uh, Tinder nickname? Or, what's, your or, t- or, yeah. what's, your t- what's your Tinder nickname? <laughs> what's your Tinder name? I don't have one. Why not? Because I'm not on Tinder. Why not? Are you on the, dog, are you on the dog version? No. Yeah, is there a dog version of Tinder? Is there a dogging version? No. Oh, well, there probably is a dogging version, but actually uh, a bark version of Tinder. That's an idea. We should. Oh, gr- God, just give us your grinder one then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the Stainmeister, Russell. <laughs> Russell Stain, a D. What is your DJ name? I, I, well, actually, no, I produce under the. Under Sun, under Sons of David, but. Um, but did, what was your original DJ? I name? just used my own name. I, I didn't. I didn't come up with anything plastic, fantastic. Or so you, did you call yourself DJ Russell Stainer or just DJ yeah, Russell? It, it was, and after it was a while, Russell everyone's Stainer. like, "So mate, you yeah. know, we've hung up for a bit. We got to know what's your real name." You know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh. I need to check my birth certificate. Yeah. For that. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. So um, yes, yeah, st- like Sons of David. That's your, produ- that's so your that's production. That's what I produce yeah. under. Yeah. Okay. So, so my productions are under that. But H- so when hence my father is called David. So that's. I see what you did there because you're like the son brothers. of him. Yeah, but and because sons, of sons, you've got sons, brothers, I'm taking yeah. it. No, nah, I, I just wanted to feel that I was loved <laughs> by the family. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah. DJ Russell, Russell Stainer, a producer, DJ, singer, songwriter. I just threw that out there. Just hoping that you are I a d- singer. I do a bit of singing, but only, only when I've had a few beers. Karaoke. You might catch me at karaoke from time to time. Where do you go for your tapioca? Um, well, we used to go locally. Actually, we, we, we used to go locally here. I, I, I never really did it back home, but... Uh, did you really go karaoke? Yeah, my, well, Christine likes it. My other half, that's my other half, Christine. She, she likes it. Um, and obviously we've... Is I've she been, a good I, singer? Actually, she is. Yeah, she, she actually is. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't tell her to her face. Well, I probably have now, <laughs> haven't I? Have I've, now, just, yeah, I've just yeah. told her. Um, but yeah, no, she, she's pretty good. So... Um, she, she likes to do the odd Adele. And, uh, <gasps> oh, obviously that's brave. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, yeah. But they're a similar size now. Adele's... Is she? She lost a bit of weight. Well, which one? Hold on. Because Adele, Adele used to be... Uh, a proper pork chop. She, yeah, she was a unit, wasn't she? Yeah. But, um, a unit. Yeah, she, was MF, she was definitely <laughs> I've MFI. Heard, I've yeah. not heard that for a while. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, are but you no, saying she, your, she, your she, missus is a unit then, or was a unit? Or? No, no, no. No, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> if, you let, if you let me finish... 
is that, you know, obviously Adele, she's been in the press recently. She's yeah. lost loads of weight. Is she? Yeah. 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 She's oh. actually looking half fit. Congra- <laughs> Congratulations, Adele. Bless you. How long have you been on the island for? So, uh, in Phuket now, this is my sixth year of being in but Phuket. Thailand then as a whole? Uh, coming up for nine. Okay. So, three years in, in Koh Samui prior to that. So, I was there for three years. So, what was, the, what was the reason that you came to Samugi? Um, actually, uh, initially, it was, I, I'd had a number of friends that were sort of off and on, uh, sort of staying in Samui for uh, longer periods of time. Um, I came out for a few holidays, had a really good time, um, got into a bit of DJing, um, which was nice. Were you a DJ before that? Yeah, so I started back in 1988. Right, okay. All right, now let's go back (laughs) now. This is where we... That's before Jay was born. (laughs) That's very kind of you, I'll take that. I was going to say, this is where the clocks start going backwards, you know, and yeah, yeah, you get that whirlwind. So back in, that's when you first started DJing. Yeah, started in 88. Um, What got you into DJing? uh, Yeah, Drugs, alcohol, sex. Yeah, <laughs> not not in any particular order, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, but pretty much but all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, my parents have always uh, they, they've been big mu- music fans. So uh, dad was, you know, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, etc. Mum was more Diana Ross, you know, <laughs> that's that type more disco, ABBA, and stuff like that. So I've always been exposed to it as a young kid, uh, playing the albums and stuff. Uh, personal question, and we shouldn't ask a lady this. How old are you now? I'm now f- just turned 50. Hey. Shut the front door, really? Yeah, just turned 50, yeah. In, You're yeah, looking good in, for 50, mate. Actually, it was, it, was a, it was a lockdown celebration, so, so there wasn't much too much going on, <laughs> but it was... It was like, yay. Uh, I'm planning to do it next year. Okay. So effectively, I'm still 49 in my mind because I haven't had a proper birthday send-off. Oh, bless you. Yeah. So oh, so okay, so whereabouts were you grew up in the UK? So born in Bournemouth on the south coast. All right. Nice sandy beach. Yeah. Um, then my parents moved to just outside Brighton and I spent most of my sort of childhood there. Um, then, yeah, so basically south, south coast of England. That's, that's where I sort of ma- mainly spent my time. Nice. Um, as I say, got into DJing around about 88. Um, and then I got a, with a couple of my mates, we started doing parties and stuff, which so actually that, that, that expanded quite well. On the During vinyl? During the nineties, yeah, on the vinyl, yeah, dra- dragging two hundred and fifty records yeah. around to, to clubs and stuff. That's what. Hence my long arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you playing at those times? What, what was the, what was the music you was into? Club classics. Well, no, I mean when I first started, I suppose the, the rave scene was coming through. So there was there was a sort of there was a mixture of this sort of acid house sort of style, um, and then but I think for me more predominantly when I got into it, it was more of that sort of Italian style house that started yeah. to come through. So big pianos, that yeah, more yeah. uplifting sort of vibe. Um, yeah, and I, we sort of pushed Euphoric on with house. that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And, and then we sort of moved through the '90s into that sort of more euphoric, euphoric side. Um, and then I opened. What I did was with, with one of my mates, we, we decided that we just couldn't get enough of vinyl, so we decided to open a DJ only record shop, which we did uh, in the early nineties um, in Brighton. Yeah, uh, just outside actually, um, called Pure Plastic Records, and we continued down that road for about eleven years. Wow! Didn't make any money, but <laughs> my record collection grew. is huge. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's grew. Yeah. I think I, I think the, the last count we were, I was about. Uh, be- before I'd sort of moved it 
three or four times with my house moves and stuff. I've seen about 5,000 5, tracks. Wow. So. And you still got all those? Unfortunately not, no. Oh. What, what I did do is uh, I, I, a good friend of mine who I knew would look after the collection, he, he took, when I, when I decided to make the final move here, um, it was just too big to, to ask people to, to look after and uh, uh, like my parents and stuff, they didn't have the space. Yes, I um, have space in that. So really close mate of mine, Darren, he, he took the collection along with my techniques and everything else. Um, and then what I did was I just filtered out the really classic stuff and I've got several boxes of that which is distributed between a couple yeah. of mates. My mum's my loft is still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty full with, with vinyl. So yeah, that's, that's that. Um, and yeah, we, we had this promotion running for almost 20 years and we, we sort of run alongside if people are interested or know but we, we pretty much started at the same time as Cream in Liverpool and then... Yeah, we ran that for 20 years plus um, at various venues, sort of guesting all over the place, Ministry of Sound, and we were, yeah, Lakota in Bristol, and we were tr taking, taking it on the road, basically. Nice. So you were taking, so your record shop, you took that yeah. round as a promotional kind no, of... A Pure Plastic was really um, a tool for us to, to stay up to date with the music. Um, obviously, we, you know, the idea was to try and make a bit of money, but it, yeah. it's, it, it's not, you know, there's not huge margins in records and stuff. Well, it wasn't back then anyway. Um, but sitting pretty was the was my main sort of outside promotion. That was that was our our event that we used to run. Initially, we started off doing the big, the bank holidays. We were probably one of the first people in this to to do like a bank holiday Sunday, which people hadn't tried before. Do, what do you mean by the event? Talk us through what you actually what you were doing. So, so basically, we were we would uh, sort of take over a venue, um, bring in international DJs. Uh, we'd set it up with a load of decor. Um, back then it was quite unusual we were bringing in club dancers and club acts uh, stilt walkers and stuff like that inside the inside the clubs um, so it was it was actually what then happened was that that then seemed to sort of run through to the sort of Ibiza side and clubs there started doing it but actually we've been doing it for a good sort of couple of years before they even picked up on it so um, yeah and what head of our time and how long were you because you said you did Ministry of Sound everyone's heard yeah. of even the yeah Ministry yeah, I mean that's, that's huge yeah that was that was that was quite an interesting time for us because um, the Ministry of Sound at the time they didn't really have many outside promoters that were coming in um, they had their own Ministry had their own nights that they were doing that were specialist focused around record labels or, or whatever um, we got the opportunity to to take over their second room and um, I think there'd been a number of people that had done it at the time and had done okay but but it was you know the feedback that we were getting from the ministry was look lads we, we probably don't think you know you, you're going to do that well with it and so on but we actually took over 400 people from Brighton via coaches up to the ministry um, and it was it was quite an interesting night because when, when, when we turned up um, the, the girl that was running the door, you know, some of these clubs, they can be a little bit snobby about situation stuff. And she was like, oh, you know, let's see how many people you haven't brought with you this week and blah, blah, blah. And she was a bit, it was, it, yeah, it was a bit antagonistic, really. Um, and then the first coach rolled up and she said, oh, you managed one coach then. I said, no, we've got another six of these. <laughs> <laughs> Jog so, on, love. So, yeah, it was good. And, uh, yeah, we had, we, had a, we had a great time during the 90s um, putting on the parties and stuff. Um, and we, you know, for, for the South Coast, we were we were so, so obviously Brighton, which is it's a renowned city and stuff. Um, they were always doing stuff. We we were actually doing 
events just outside Brighton as well, in particular Worthing. We took over Worthing Pier, became our sort of our mainstay, if you like. Um, you know, and we introduced, uh, like for instance, uh, one of our first our first event that we put on um, was just after there was a clamp down on on outside events, raves and stuff. They pretty much the, the the legislation had changed, and the law was that you know they weren't allowing these type of events. Councils become very aware of it, um, but we managed to sort of we found a little loophole where we put a fashion show on, um, <laughs> w- which uh, effectively ran for about twenty minutes. Yeah. And then we did the after party, so we managed to get the later licenses and stuff. And actually, John John Digweed, he was he was the first DJ that played for, for one of our outside event, yeah, you know, for, for our, our first event. So yeah, that was awesome. pretty cool. And you're making money through ticket sales and just yeah, selling so t- ticket sales and stuff. So yeah, we we sort of cut a deal with the with the venues and stuff. And yeah, but mainly and and actually, I, I have to say that probably we could have done a little bit better out of it, but we. We, we really stuck to our guns in putting the amount of production that we did into it, DJs and stuff, you know, bringing DJs like, you know, Boy George and we had Mix Mag. Anyone that's a DJ will, will know what Mix Mag is. They brought some tour nights in and we had the guys down from Gatecrasher. So, we, we yeah, we did some pretty big stuff back in the day. Carl Cox uh, played for us. Cool. Um, and actually, uh, yeah, so it was, it's been, it's been, was was pretty big deal back in the 90s, particularly for our area, South Coast, yeah. Did you do um, any gigs back in Bournemouth? Uh, yeah, well, I actually, uh, yeah, I mean, apart from the, the sitting pretty stuff, um, I, I did a couple of a couple of events which I did um, separate to that. Um, we we did we did a couple down in Bournemouth. Uh, one with Boy George, which was particularly really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, we yeah. Russell, this yeah. Russell, dog yeah. dog Russell, dog Russell, dogging dogging Russell, dogging dogging Russell, the COVID <laughs> is um. That's, He's from my hometown. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. So, okay. So, so there we go. So, yeah. So okay. If you know clubs, like, if you name clubs, I might. might okay. So, well, are. obviously, we used to we used to we used to go to Slinky quite a lot, which was in Slinky, Christ, yeah, yeah. Christchurch and stuff. And then I've got a Slinky. It, you've got a Slinky. Yeah, yeah, I got a Slinky yeah. at home. Some some people are a bit like Slinkies. They don't do very much, but they do put a smile on your face. I thought you push just them downstairs. They, just, they just fall the, down the stairs yeah. really well. The problem with a slinky I've got is I live in a ground floor apartment. <laughs> so you're limited is, your options. It's one of the worst <laughs> presents I ever got my kids. They're like, what, they're like what do they do with it? I'm like, it's, it's a slinky. You put it down the stairs. Like that, Dad, we don't have any stairs. <laughs> ah. Quality. Oh, well. Quality. So slinky in Bournemouth. Never slinky been there. And then the manor as well, the manor. Oh, you, the do manor. you remember yeah, the manor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, matches, well so. I remember the manor existed. So that was Ringwood. Yeah, and... Yeah, actually, it's, it, it was a really good time for me, and it, and it, it really, I made so many contacts. And actually, funny enough, um, I made contacts that I've actually, I've used over here. Well, I'm still using over here when, when we've done events and stuff. Um, so yeah, that 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 part of my life, I, I really. So that enjoyed. was the '90s, and then that the, was the two, '90s, and then the 2000s. So during, yeah, so during 2000s, I mean, we we kept the events running and stuff, um, and then. Were you ch- sorry? To, uh, were you changing with the music? Because obviously, music through yeah. that time had changed. Yeah. I mean, the nineties yeah. was when I first got really. Because I was a nineties music lover. Yeah. Not big on the eighties, unlike yeah. um, Dog Russell. I'm, I'm both. Um, but I'm more of a nineties kind of guy. So mm. when you were playing as a DJ, and I know as a very limited event DJ, as I call myself, yeah. not a club DJ. Um, you have to change with the, yeah, the time. Sure. So what were you changing sure. with over the time? I mean, so I mean, effectively, when when we started the the. Uh, the, the first, the first few years with Sitting Pretty, I guess we were we were targeting what was classed then as the more underground DJs, um, you know, particularly with the likes of John Digweed and 
people, we had some, you know, we had some good American guests that came along, Chris Fortier, and we were doing like the Loved Up Twins, and they they weren't really in the sort of the commercial. It wasn't really the commercial element. Um, we, I mean, sitting pretty, we've always tried to steer away a little bit from that. Um, but I guess as we moved through the 90s, for instance, we, we went through a, a few years where, you know, the trance scene, that sort of euphoric side yeah. came through and, and, we, and we, we moved with that, um, you know, and, and, and brought in the DJs as well that would, would play that type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've always tried to... I think that's why we lasted 20 years, to be quite honest, um, is we always tried to keep it as fresh as we could, um, you know, take things in a slightly different direction big thing for us was we used to theme our parties so um for instance one of the events that we did well before anyone else had done it we, we did a sort of a circus themed event where we actually uh we went in literally with engineers to a venue the venue on the pier had fixings attached to all their rafters and stuff so we could have trapeze artists and we oh, had cool. free flying people um, actually, the, cl the club that, that we used, which was then called Rutherford's, which was on the pier, that was a bit of a sort of what we call a Sharon and Tracy sort of club for, for its midweeks, you know, um, playing pretty much everything across the board from, from R&B through to house, some oldies mm. and so on. I think they even you occasionally got the slow dance at the end and stuff, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. But um, that was the sort of first venue that we sort of really called our home because we, we, we had that for a number of years. Um, and the venue held... About 1,200 people. Um, for our events, we were sort of filling it out with about 1,500. We were squeezing them in. Wow. Yeah, we were just, yeah. And have so. you done always done kind of club DJing? Have you have you done, done wedding DJing and that horrible stuff that uh, yeah, scumbags have to do? I mean, of course, I, you know, being a DJ, I think I've done more stuff like that since I've been out here. Mm. Um, when I moved to Samui, um, I took a job with Nikki Beach. As well, let, before you go on to that, so yeah. what? What? So you said you had friends in Smooth, so you just came on holiday, and then what got you? Yeah, to, what I, got you to stay? Okay, so this this was a really weird one. It it, it was it all happened. What was her name? Um, <laughs> do you know what? I can't or remember. his? Or uh, his? We're open here. <laughs> we don't mind. Might, it might have been. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, it all happened by accident. Yeah. Okay, so, all, yeah. so 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 my, my I guess I guess my so it's a he. Um. Yeah. So after I after I sold the record shop back in the in the UK, when when vinyl started to take a big big dive bomb, yeah. me and my mate decided that we were going to get out. Leo, he's my business partner. We decided we were going to get out, really just stick with. And I, I went back to find a normal job, and I'd done I've done various things alongside, but I've always had the music thing in the background. But I've always done a load of mm. things alongside it. And um, I became a financial advisor, actually. I did that for nearly, nearly 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, which is boring as shit. But, yeah. but <laughs> actually, actually the, the money's quite good. Mm. So, um, and I, I quite enjoyed it because um, you're actually, a lot of the time you're helping people out financially with, with issues. Yeah. Getting them mortgages and commercial loans and bits and pieces like that. Um, and it was okay, and it served its purpose for that. Run alongside, allowed me to do my DJing gigs, but I still had a, a reasonable income that was coming from somewhere else. I was married at the time. Um, I did, did get divorced later, but um, <laughs> I was married at the time, so it sort of fitted my lifestyle. And, um, and then, actually it was not long after my divorce, um, a really close mate of mine who uh, unfortunately battled cancer, and uh, we sort of saw him out on his last days. 
And he was the one that said to me, listen, I've just come back from a holiday in Thailand. And he's like, just get your ass back out there. What you got to lose? Mm. You've got your house here, got no kids. So that's what I did. And I, I, I went back um, and uh, I became quite friendly with uh, another guy. Who's, he's, he's, he was a pretty big DJ in, in Samui, um, Anthony, Antonio Atkinson. He was the resident at Nikki Beach. Um, and it was just out of the blue. He called me one day. They had a couple of resident DJs. Anthony was sick. The other DJ couldn't cover. And he said, listen, mate, I'm desperate. Can you, it's high season. I need someone to go and cover the, cover the club. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go down and, 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 and play. Um, sort of turned up, met the boss there. And it was quite, quite weird to me because, you know, he said, I'll get yourself set up. And, and uh, you know, he said, I hope you have a good day today because we've got all the bosses in. And, and it was actually <laughs> their Nikki Beach sort of general, their upper management conference. They have them at various locations. Right. It happened to be at Nikki Beach that day. Um, and then... Lo and behold, I went and did my thing. Uh, Nick, now, Nikki Beach is a is, is a funny beast. It, it, it's it's a big, big sort of party beach club. Mm. Um, but this was a sort of more midweek. I went in there and played a, a, a slightly more chilled vibe. I think my opening track was like a Marvin Gaye track. I remember that. Um, and we just sort of built the day. Rather than have this sort of pounding 128 BPM from the moment the DJ goes on... Um, and I, and I built quite, and I said, I played for about six or seven hours. And then when I came off, um, yeah, the boss called me over and he was like, you know, really pleased with the set. We we think this is really cool. We really want to try and take the club into this bit more of this direction, um, particularly during our midweek sets yeah. and stuff. Um, and yeah, basically offered me a job. Sweet. Um, now, obviously, the, the you know the, the salaries are completely different to, to what yeah. I was earning back in the UK. Um, and then, you know, I said to him, like, I need to think about it, went back. And that, that was at the time where, as I say, my, my pal, unfortunately, Tony, he was on his last legs and on his way out. But mm. we had various conversations in those sort of final couple of weeks. And he was like, what are you doing? You just need to go and do what you, you know, I guess... He said what I was born to do. I'm not sure about that, but yeah. <laughs> but do, what do, do what I really love. What and and, and yeah. what I really love was the music. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I took, the, took the chance and um, uh, rented my house out. And that's it. I, I ended up in Samui. And I met some great people there. there there's, some, there's some really cool people in Samui. And, and actually, uh, initially, f- I think when you've, you adjust anywhere, that sometimes it can always, particularly from on a DJ front, and Jay, you've probably experienced this, is that it can be a little bit, there's a bit of snobbery that goes on. And, um, Masses. Yeah, and there's, and there's these people that, you know, they don't, it's like, what are you doing coming into my territory and, yeah. and you know, doing this and, and that. But, but, you know, slowly but surely, I sort of worked my way in and, and I think they, they saw that actually, you know, it's, it's like, oh, he actually can DJ. Yeah, he wasn't lying. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, and things went from there. So Samui was a good experience for me. Three years there, uh, nearly two with Nikki Beach as resident DJ. Then I sort of got more involved with them on the, as, as sort of music director side as well. So, yeah, it was really cool. cool. And so, so when did you go to Samui? Do you say it was six years ago, roughly? So, uh, no, so... Eight years ago, nearly nine okay. years ago now. Wow, okay, far out. So three years in Samui. Yeah. And then, then moved to Phuket? Yeah, so two, back in the two, no, speg your pardon, it was back in the 2012 is when I moved to, to Samui. Right, okay. Yeah. And then three years there, and then it, it sort of got to the stage where I sort of outgrown it a little bit, I guess, and um, was looking for a, a, 
I don't know, a little bit more civilization. Island life is great. Um, everybody, it's got its limits. I think everybody knows your, <laughs> knows your business, though, huh? Yeah, everyone's. Like, like, <laughs> so, well, some movies. I saw you blow your nose last night. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Hey? Some yeah. movies are a lot smaller. Yeah. I just want to. The, the DJ thing's really interesting. I remember when yeah. I first came out here. I mean, I was never a club. Di- I've, I've done one club night okay. in my life. And how did that go, Jay? Awful. My, my, so it's I was, only been one night. <laughs> I was warming up for Judge that, that Jules. That tells a story. Yeah. I was warming up for Judge Jules. Oh, okay. And I say warming up, I was the first the on in the set of the night. So I, and I was at the club. So no one's there. So I'm the opening act, right? So okay. terrible. So no one's in the club. I've never club DJ'd in my life. I never wanted to be a club DJ, though. I was always much more of a sunset or an event DJ, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. That's always yeah. what I wanted to do, yeah. was just set the tone, set the music, and that's it. I wasn't. A, I wasn't in a beat matching at the time or anything like that. Okay. So I, some guy said, look, come and just play. Once you've played, you'll enjoy it, you'll love it, and then, you know, whatever. About that. Where was this? Where was this? This was in Sound down in Patong. Okay. It was before it became famous, now it's closed down. It's actually, it was on the top uh, floor. I know it, yeah. On, on John Did they Salon. do f- Me I'm Famous? That yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Junk someone, right? Yeah, the yeah, John yeah. one. So yeah, yeah, I, but you had to get okay. the elevator up, so you could only get four yeah, people, people came up at yeah. a time. <laughs> I've been up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made it even harder as the open act. So one, one person walks in. But what I didn't realise was there's a light switchboard right by where I was DJing. I had my CDs ready to go and I'd lent my CDs against the light board switches. <laughs> all of a sudden, security about five minutes later came running up, screaming at me that I'd knocked off all the lights for the entire downstairs. Everyone thought the club was shut. Oh. So that was a start. And then, yeah, I DJed for about two hours to nobody okay. and then hung around for five, six, seven hours waiting for Judge Jules to come on because then, I then had to introduce him because I was the only one that could talk on the microphone. Okay. So yeah. that's what that was, that was my highlight of club, and, and I never, I never so did it again. More than ten years ago, that because I remember it was probably when Judge, I don't think Judge Jules has been back again, but I saw him <coughs> as a doctor. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But yeah, no, I always then just went. The to judge won't budge. Yeah. <laughs> but it, do you know the one thing that really impressed me at the time uh, was he he had three um, CDJs on him, and I was like, hey, why do you need three? I, I can only handle mm. two. Yeah. And he's got three yeah. on the go. And I, to me, yeah. that was like you know, and I wasn't like I said, I'm not a technically. I don't think I'm a great DJ, but I know music and I know what can get a party going. Yeah. But I don't think I'm technically that good at DJ. Is, is that just Rihanna? Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> I generally go for Black Eyed Peas. Oh, Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. the go-to song, oh, really. Yeah, yeah. You got any Stone Roses? So, uh, no Stone Roses. <laughs> yeah. But so I mean, a lot. I was making a lot of money through wedding DJ. I mean, that at the yeah, time, yeah. wedding was paying. I mean, a one wedding would pay me forty grand a night. Wow. Yeah. It was ridiculous, you yeah. know. And, and there was only two or three of us. That were, but going back to the snobbery, it is interesting because I started getting a bit snobbish when these when Phuket got a bit busier with DJs. And they were taking... For, for, for the events, the wedding yeah, events. Yeah, were taking the wedding yeah. events away from me because yeah. that was where I was making yeah. all my money. Same yeah. with the MC work. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same with MC yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So why did you... You wanted to leave Samui and come to another island? Um, did you... Ha- no, you actually, no, that was, uh, that was a funny thing. So, um, sort of just re- with regards to that story, um, Dream Beach Club, uh, which was previously Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Beach, yeah. open Nikki Beach. So... Um, effectively, I finished my contract with Nicky's. Um, wanted to take a little bit of a break. Uh, the role there had increased quite dramatically. So um, initially, when I was contracted to do five days a week, then we got involved doing seven days a week, and then then they opened. They were building Phuket, and so uh, cut a long story short, the owner was English. Um, I think the American team. He he was fairly. He's fairly. You know, like. English people, we can be that, can't we? He's a bit, bit, 
I almost said the word. But <laughs> you Co- can say it because I've, I've got my timer on so I can go back and edit. You can so, no, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say that he was, he's a fairly difficult character. And um, You can say Charlie Uniform November Tango. Or, or, or see you next Tuesday. Or, or see you all that. Or you could just say, <laughs> can I just go back and edit it? <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Anyway, so I think they found him really difficult to, to, to deal with. And all of a sudden, from music director position... The GM there, who I got on really well, well with, massive respect to this guy, uh, Bruce Hanahan. He's, he's actually now taken over the, the new role as GM at, at Cafe Del Mar in Phuket. This season, he's, he's oh, just cool. come on board. Um, so, um, yeah. Basically, he said, he, we sat down and he said, listen, I, I find this guy really difficult to, to deal with. And, you know, you seem to, you know, because you're English, you seem to have this banter thing going on and... You know, he, he, he seems to have taken to you because we, we met several times at, at Nicky's in Samui um, prior to him opening Phuket. So then when I left Nicky's, um, obviously Phuket had been running. I'd been back and forth a few times, did a couple of bits here, DJed at the opening party for, for Nicky's and, and stuff in, in, uh, in Phuket. Then I went off to do my own thing for a while and then just out of the blue, the owner called me. It was quite weird, actually. Um, called me and he's like... You know, um, we're changing the brand. We've got a new five-star hotel that's opening. And I want you involved. Come and work for me. Um, which was quite weird. And it was like, well, okay, well, I'm, at the time I was back in Europe just having a nice time, just taking a bit of time out. Um, and he was like, no, you, you know, you need to, I, I need to get you out to Singapore next week. I'm going to get my PO and you can book the flights. And the rest was history. I, I then, Singapore... Struck the deal with them, went in um, under the Dream brand mm-hmm. after they sort of changed changed from Nicky's. Um, I think with that, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of rumour and speculation that goes on with that. But at the time, it was just purely that uh, the five star hotel they were building was was going to be the was going to be the first Nicky Beach hotel, yeah, five star resort, and Nicky's at a point down the line after a fair bit of construction and all the rest that had been done, decided that it wasn't right for them and they were going to pull out. Um, and, and, you know, rightly or wrongly, the owner then decided that he obviously had to find a new brand for the hotel. Mm. And it made sense, because of the location of the hotel, it made sense at the time to potentially change the Beach Club brand mm. to match. So you've got a hotel which didn't have beachfront, and then you've got the beach yeah, club, moving yeah. Th- moving those guests down to there. So because otherwise um, the hotel is just another hotel yeah, it's in just the yeah in the middle of nowhere with yeah. a nice pool. But where's the beach? People yeah. come to Thailand for the beach, huh? So yeah, I came in as entertainment director for them um, on a sh- just on a short term contract initially, um, and we I sort of worked with th- there was a number of upper management changes above me. I think they went through five GMs while I was there. Uh, they just couldn't seem to at the beach club. They couldn't seem to f- find the right person and and so on. Um, I sort of came. My my situation changed. I, I came to the end of my contract. Came out in April. So my my was really uh, pre-opening and set up. So putting all the events together uh, with the intention, always the intention for potentially somebody else to take it over and, and deal with it, um, which I did. And then blow me. Who did? <laughs> I knew, we'd, I knew we'd get to that eventually. <laughs> Always about you, sex you love, with you, isn't you it? You love that level, don't you? <laughs> um, yeah, and then they called me up just out of the blue and I was, I was on holiday. Where was I? I, was on, I wasn't on holiday, but I was gigging, actually. I was in 
I was in Kiev in Ukraine. As you do. And um, owner called me and he's like, listen, I know we've had a few issues and blah, 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 but we can't find a GM. We've been thinking about it. We've decided that we'd like to bring you back. Can you fly to Singapore again next week? I was like, oh, this is repeating itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I did. And then that was in July 2016. I, I took over as, as GM at the beach club, which was gr- Did you really want that role? Or was it a case of, do you know what? It's I, come up. It's yeah. come up. I'm not, don't want, you know, I, I still love DJing, but yeah, I should really move on. And because and, I did, I did exactly, I got offered yeah. a GM role at a beach club and I took it thinking it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And actually looking back on it, I thought it was never the right yeah. thing to do. I've, I've always been one of those people that doesn't nice tend to, to, to shy away from a challenge. So I had gone through six months of, of dream opening. And, and watch the various GMs, like make, struggle, make yeah, struggle and, and make mistakes, mm. and actually do you know do stuff that I wouldn't have done. Um, I, and on occasion, I'd voice my opinions, which you know wasn't always the right thing to do. But um, yeah, I, I I actually I I wanted to take it up. I mean, it took me a little bit of time to think about it, but I was like, hang on, I, I've got a, a good good uh, good feeling that I can actually turn that around. And, and we did. I mean, we had, um, at the time, when I first took over, um, they had a, the first year that I took over, we had a really, really good year. Um, back then, though, Cafe Del Mar wasn't open. There mm. wasn't quite so much on the market. Catch had moved locations, so there was a little yeah. bit of uncertainty with them. Um, yeah, and that, that was it. So it lasted three years, um, which was more than the other five before me. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> was, so what are you, because we're getting the, yeah. getting close. So, so what are you doing right now? So um, what, what, I resigned. Just, yeah, just yeah. What brought so the I, actually what, what, what I did was I, re- I resigned my position uh, in March, 2019. Um, just decided that, you know, I'd, I'd done three years w- w- with the company pro- and, and then plus what I'd done as entertainment director. And it was just time for me to go and, Again, find a new challenge. I, I, I love stuff that I can work with and build on, um, but we'd sort of reached the point there, and uh, probably you guys know as well, I think there'd been a sort of shift in, in tourism and, and so on in Phuket. Sure. Um, and yeah, I just, sometimes I get a little bit of itch, itchy feet and I was decided that I wanted to, again, do something for myself again. Because when I do stuff, I tend to put my heart and soul in it. I was working ma- stupid hours, really. Um, and then I... Yeah, so wanted to go back and do the music thing. Um, I love creating events. So I uh, set up a company called Lost in Paradise Events. Um, we did a few bits and pieces, but again, that's an, another thing. You need to be here for a long time. There's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. We were sort of pushing along that side. And then alongside that, I just took time out. I, I did a bit of traveling again. I did Bali. I just tried to refresh myself a little bit. Um, and then just back into the music. So back into the studio, working hard on that. Um, yeah, we've Is this where the, the, the Sons of David yeah, came so about? Yeah, Sons of David, yeah. So, um, I mean, I've, I've sort of always dabbled with the studio stuff, um, but actually having the time to really commit to it, because that's what you need. You need, you yeah. need time. Um, you, you probably know creativity is not something you can get up on a Monday morning at nine o'clock and just produce. Yeah. It's something, it's a feeling... You know, if you're too tired, you don't want to do it. If you, but you might wake up at two o'clock in the morning and be inspired, and you want to do some stuff. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's that's what I chose to do. Got back into the studio. 
uh, we finished uh, I've, I've got six six or seven tracks out now which are now out and you know the people can find them on my SoundCloud and stuff which is um, uh, DJ Sons of David yeah so yeah um, so yeah just just been enjoying that bit really and we um, introduced we interv- we introduced <laughs> we introduced I'm a good speaker me <laughs> we um, we've had, we've had a chat <laughs> we've had a chat we've had a chat with old Foxy who are you are yeah, her yeah, mentor Foxy, Foxy yeah so yeah d- that's a funny story as well d- I met Darren when she she was a we, we hired her as a dancer at the beach club um, and she was very quiet out of, out of all the dancers we had uh, Russian mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't did they slow down I, a little bit after a while or was it always what? going so fast <laughs> what? that is a quality uh, joke thank you very much I'll be here a week oh yeah. god um, and she was quite quiet but it wasn't until I actually left Dream we sort of we had a few friends in common and stuff started to hang out a little bit and actually um, but you don't poke the payroll so her, 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 her English was I was actually really surprised how, how actually well she does speak English but she sort of she, she kept it quite hidden if you like um, anyway we started to hang out a little bit more she's friends with Christine as well and then lo and behold we took her to a, a, a karaoke night and uh Blasted, and that was it. She She, opened her lungs up. She just blasted away, yeah. And uh, I knew that she did done some. She she was like like involved in a rock band, yeah, Yeah. quite quite a reasonable, successful Mm. inside Russia, Mm. her rock band. Um, And I guess when we started to hang out, and uh, you know, we I'd sort of give her some music and stuff. We sort of it was the first time that she'd really listened to sort of like deep house or 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 sort of like progressive house techno that sort of stuff. Because she'd been sort of like more rock chicky, I guess, coming into the beach club and dancing to stuff as well. Um, she got introduced to it that way. But yeah, we've been doing some stuff in the studio. She's got an amazing vocal. Um, now I'm trying to ramp it up for her as well because if I'm not producing enough uh, of my own stuff that she needs to work on, we've now got, I've now got other producers that are now you know they've heard her and they and they want to do some stuff with some big labels as well one, one of my pals nick hussey he he does a lot of stuff for defected he's also a ghost producer for a lot of djs because you know that that goes on where yeah. djs get records produced under their name but it's actually been done by somebody mm, else yeah. and so on um so he's interested in doing some stuff with her he's been in lockdown in bali and and he's sending some stuff over so yeah that that side's really cool and and, and we also, we did this little thing a while ago where we've been taking the live element along with the DJing. So when I DJ, she sings live over some of the tracks and stuff. Well, that's like, because both of us was watching yeah. your live stream yeah. the other week, last yeah. week, I think yeah. it was, or, the, or yeah. whenever. And we, yeah. it was, I think it was the first time we both heard yeah. her sing yeah. over the top of one of you, you yeah, DJing. Track. So, yeah. so, yeah, credit to her. Like, the girl sort of locked herself away for a few days. She wrote that vocal she worked that harmony and cool. yeah and she i'd only heard it probably a few weeks before that right she so we had the bass track and then and then i heard it a few weeks before that um and yeah she, she's really starting to shine on that so, so is that, that cool. something you're going to do more of that, that i mean yeah, if sure. we can get out of this the, the, the yeah. total lockdown <laughs> obviously going around and doing some more yeah, live, I mean, live events we, we were actually due to go to uh vietnam just Two days prior to the lockdown, Ugh. we had a little mini tour lined up. We were over there for two weeks, um, had four or five gigs slotted in, um, and obviously 
that the yeah, rug just got pulled. So COVID came along and uh, and that was that. So but now you're doing more your live streaming and your live parties. So yeah, live, live streaming is like a big thing at the moment. Um, all the DJs are obviously jumping on that. Um, I've done the same at home and converted the studio. F- you know, so we've got a full live stream set up. Darren's been doing some stuff. I do a, a weekly show on a radio station, which is called Pandemic FM. Uh, that was actually, the name came before the, <laughs> the disease, if you like. So Good that's idea. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's actually we've hosted by one of my mates um, who I used to work with. He's one of the DJs at Nicky Beach previously, Bradley Hart. Um, so he, he started this, this channel initially as a radio, but we've, we've very quickly moved into live streaming. Um, so I do a show every Thursday, which is Afro Vibes. It's all based around Afro house music, Afro tech, which is a, another sub-genre, if you like, mm-hmm. um, doing that. Darren's doing a show on there where she does a progressive side. So, yeah, and that's going really well. Um, 10,000 uh, listeners last week. Sweet. That's brilliant. And, and every week it's, it's growing. I mean, we're now, um, it, it was pretty much started, you know, with nothing behind it. Um, we're now putting a, a little bit of money in and we're trying to sort of push the, the promotion side of that, um, which will be good. And then I've just hooked up with my old promotion back in the UK, Sitting Pretty. I've dusted off my partner, ex-partner, business <laughs> partner. And um, yeah, he, he's been doing a couple of live streams and he, and, he, and he now wants to sort of push that on. So we're, we're, we're back on that this Sunday, Bank Holiday Sunday. Um, I'll be doing a live stream from Thai time to... to till 3.30 so I'm opening the, f- the first hour and a half because it's a UK program sadly this doesn't yeah. come out till Tuesday yeah oh so you've I missed do- it why am I doing it I thought it was just was to promote stuff well, what do you mean? we're interested in you yeah. not really? just about well, can you not promote another one yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and I know fair, guys but, Russell, but from, from my, my perspective well, I, I really just want to yeah, promote to myself fair, if you want to promote yourself <laughs> you just spent 40 minutes waffling and finally fucking got to it we will put a message out on our yeah, Facebook yeah. page that you're live this Sunday and then you can listen to you on Tuesday talk about being live yeah. on Sunday. So how was your gig yeah. on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of the best looking. sets you've ever yeah. done yeah. in my yeah. mind. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was so, fantastic. Yeah, so that's yeah, good. So what is it? So the plan is now moving forward just to do more live sets, more production? I mean, obviously with this Actually, whole virus thing. Assu- what, what, yeah, yeah. I mean, assuming uh, the virus is gone and we're back to, quote, normal, what's yeah. the, the next step? Um... Yeah, actually, I've, I've had a few. I've got a few things that are in that are bubbling away. Actually, not in Thailand, so it may mean at some point later on this year, if things if things do open up, I'll be maybe leaving these fair shores. Is right. that because you've just you've had enough here, or just the opportunities are coming no, overseas? No, just I think I think the op, the the you know I, as I said, I, I I love a challenge. Something's been sort of dangled towards me and it's like you know i might, I might go and do this are you, are you able um, to share any sort of details it's in vietnam okay it's in vietnam which so. is the buzz place and it was yeah. it is yeah. the buzz place to be yeah yeah and um you know i think we've got i mean we've got a couple of mates in in common neil and and uh cat and stuff and you know those guys have been over there sort of doing bits and pieces for a while and um yeah i just i, I i've got a really good feeling about that mm. um I've had a great listen. I've had a I've had a great time in Thailand, and and I've learned so much about myself, about you know the, the from the job aspect of of what I've done and so on. It's it's been it's been a you know a real great experience. I think just for me, it's just time to go and find that that next thing. Hmm. Um, 
and it's looking like Vietnam may may well be it. So uh, well, it's the. I mean, they've done so well during this pandemic, yes. and they're opening up now. I mean, I've got friends that got hotels over there. They all are loving it over there. Yeah. They said it's a great place to be. Yeah, and I really think it is. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dogs over there. Yeah. <laughs> you could have like a training center and a cafe at the same time. Yeah, a load of <laughs> is that a terrible joke? <laughs> it is a terrible joke. Don't eat dogs. Don't eat, Don't dogs. eat dogs. No, no, because I've got a few dogs. Oh, would you? <coughs> hey, that's a thing. You have. You've, you're. A, you're. A I have a pack. Yeah. Now, officially, I have a pack. You yeah. did. What is the? What is the? What is the minimum number to, for a for a pack? I Russell, know, you must know this. Good question. Huh? Good you don't know. You're, you're supposed I'm, to be like yeah. a dog man. I, I would you're, like, you're like Crocodile Dundee of dogs. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> that's not a knife. <laughs> crocodile that's Dundee not a lead. To beat people that's up. That's not a lead. <laughs> what is the number of dogs that creates a pack? Don't know. Maybe three or more. I would, I would say three or more. Anyone can call in with the answer. That would be good. Yeah, absolutely. On yeah. The, the number, <laughs> next is, the number is, hang on, let me just get Jace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> Um, but though you were on a good note, on a good note, because you're, you're a shitbag normal, <laughs> but on the positive note, yeah. you did rescue a load of doggies, didn't you? You were yeah, very we nice over yeah. this pandemic. So, so yeah, I, I initially rescued two in Samui, which came with me. Um, they're my kids, basically, which is cool. I don't have to pay school fees or anything. I just have to <laughs> feed them a couple of times a day, make sure yeah. they've got fresh water. Um, and then where I walked them, which is not too far from my place, which is up by the, the reservoir in, in Manic, near Manic, yeah? Um, I'd been visiting there twice a day, taking my dogs, and I'd noticed there was a, a, a four pups that had been left at one of the, the salas, these new v- viewpoint salas, yeah. looking out into a dirty Sand crater. <laughs> the one, you know, the one, the video that you made it look like it yeah, was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. out of space or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I was feeding them for sort of like four or five days. Um, they were sort of getting a bit dirtier and a bit grubbier, and and then. I don't know why. I, I went up there one evening and I was like, right, chuck them in the car. So we, we put them all in the, in the car and took them back to the house with the intention of getting them to the vet for worming and vaccinations and you know, making sure that everything was up to date and so on. Um, and then they locked everything down. <laughs> and you're stuck with them. So yeah. I'm stuck with them, yeah. But if anyone's out there that is looking to adopt... Get in contact with the guys, and I'll be happy to pass the photos yeah. because well, really, yes, I, I, I love post the photos with the link. Yeah, I love the dogs, but it's, six is just yes, a little bit too lot. much yeah, for, yeah. for me to handle. Well, you we have the space at the moment, but if if I'm moving on later in the year, it's going to be a. Well, bit you don't want to be a crazy dog man, do you? I mean, you don't know. That's a thing. I mean, no. we know crazy <laughs> beagle people, and we know you know you don't want to become one of them. Oh, Natasha. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> did I say that live? Sorry, did I say that live on air? She doesn't listen. It's all right, Natasha. I love you really. Yeah. I sometimes I don't. Yeah. To be honest. Not when she's had more than one bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much all the time. Yeah, yeah. breakfast. So if it's you get breakfast. it for about eight eight forty five, you're all right. Yeah, Anything yeah, after yeah. that, you're yeah. done. <laughs> um all right, Mr. Russell. Well look, we we're getting to the end now. So look, thank you very much for coming in. We will promote right. all your um all your stuff and sorry yeah, we can't yeah. promote this su- or last Sunday's nah, event. Okay. Yeah, that's it, that's cool. It that's was cool. good. It was the best live streaming broadcast I've ever that, heard that, we are, that we're going to listen to yeah that we're going to listen to oh, yeah. that sounds great <laughs> excellent guys thank you very much thank you for being the podcast my friend lovely Cheers, thanks buddy. guys Cheers, mate. thanks Russ bye. Jay thanks Dog Russell you're welcome bye 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 I like Russell I like you too Jay not you Russell silly not Dog <laughs> Russell I like DJ Russell Jeez. He's no, nice. No, it's cool. Uh, and, and interesting. Again, interesting story. And so, 
Obviously, I'm kind of biased because he comes from Bournemouth. So I know, but there was good. <laughs> I didn't know so much about all the club scene and stuff yeah, that he no. was doing. In, I, I mean, I've known him for a few years since he's been here as working at Dream and being a DJ, but I didn't realise... Well, I knew him as working for Dream. I didn't know he was a DJ. Ah. So when seeing him doing that now, my take was, well, that's just, you know, he's just uh, he's following his passion, which is great, you know, and crack on with it. He's obviously very good at it. So one of my questions for today, which I didn't even get to ask because there was no point because he went straight into it, was that he had that plethora, another big word for you, of background with... I like plethora. I use plethora a, a lot. It's a good word all the time. Um, Can't spell it. P-L-E-F-O. P-L-E-F-O. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Ruh. But yeah, working in all, uh, that's his background. And I, I've, you know, the manner I've been to, I don't remember much of it because I was wasted at the time. But <gasps> Don't drink, kids, and don't do drugs. Very bad Unless you really you. want to, in which case, crack on. Absolutely, do it. No, interesting guy. I like yeah. him, and uh, good luck to him. And good luck, because we've already talked to Foxy, Darian Fox, and good luck to both of them. I hope that, that kind of stuff, I, I really hope people do well with that. Yeah, and that's two it's weeks nice. on the bounce that so we've had people come in, A, for the podcast. And again, it is a weird moment with this whole sort of virus bullshit and everyone trying to plan for the future but can't make any plans for the future. But the last two weeks now, <clears throat> we've had people that have got things, but there's a carrot there potentially that they're jumping towards, um, just waiting to see if things sort of um, play out. Maybe we should follow up on some of our old people. Actually, talking about our old people, old our first... Leave Steve out of it. He's not that old. <laughs> He's... Which Steve are we talking about? Well, I wasn't going to mention that. I thought I'd just leave um, them scratching their heads. We should mention that happy birthday to Colonel, who was podcast number, I can't remember. <clears throat> happy birthday, Colonel. Um, it was his birthday. We went to his house. but it was we good. Was, we were social distancing at his house. We, we did. No, it was very nice. It was a, a lovely. I, I enjoyed the smoked haddock um, pate, pate that your missus made. She's, she's a good chef. Well, chopping up some smoked haddock and... Smashing it with a fork. Yeah, it's it's isn't exactly, difficult. yeah. But no, it was very nice. We had a lovely time. Thank you very much for that birthday party. And if you'd like to invite Russ and I to other more, other more birthday parties, then please do. We, we are available for birthday parties, especially if there's cupcakes. And if you want cupcakes, speak to Joe. No, don't speak to Right Said Fred, because we've been trying to get her on a podcast and she doesn't want to come on. Well, she's rubbish. We don't want her on a um, But if you do her want... cakes are good, though. Okay, so if you want some little birthday cakes, go to Spring... Is it Sprinkles Phuket? Something like that. Yeah, I should have checked I that out. Probably should it? have checked that out before we said I think anything. it's Sprinkles Phuket. Anyway, just tap us up. We'll find it anyway. Yeah. Um, no. Who, who have we got next week? Uh, next week, we've got a friend of mine called Queenie. Oh, of course. Yeah, is, yeah, before, uh, yeah, she's a lovely... She's mental. She's nuts. Um, so she'll fit right in. She'll fit right in. Um, she's a very, very cool chick. She's a... Uh, well, we'll find out when we mm. interview her. Rather. But um, no, she's a single mum, a chef. Um, she's a workout queen. And just, proper workout as well. Like none none of this. Your wheelhouse. None of this kind of just do stretching yoga and just being so all do you zen. Want me to, just on that. Do you want me to hold off on organising this date for you, or do you want to? No, we should mention this. No, should we mention? No, Russell's trying to organise a date for me, which is very nice. And I think we can all agree. I need one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I've come off Tinder, things have dropped. Then again, even when I was on Tinder, things was very dry. <laughs> Tinder's a horrible place. See, I missed out the whole Tinder thing. Oh, well, I think Tinder was probably good years ago. I, I refused to join. And then I think, I don't know, middle of last year, I might have joined for a bit. It's just full of weirdos and freaks, including me. And what did, Well, what did you expect? I haven't met anyone through Tinder, so I'm not on Tinder anymore. So girls, if you need me, <laughs> come to Hit Facebook. Hit me up. <laughs> so yeah, exciting. Uh, like us on Facebook. Like us on um, Instagram. We're Phuket Podcast on Instagram. We're Phuket Podcast on Twitter. Twitter. Um, our website is phuketpodcast.com and we're JD Shark and Friends on Facebook because I haven't decided to buy Phuket Podcast. Well, I didn't buy it. 
Don't Why are you looking at me weirdly? I'm just falling asleep. All right, fair enough. Probably <laughs> most everyone else is right now. <laughs> Thanks, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Bye.